Hey everybody, Basement Sports Podcast number 39, NFL last week of the regular season. The semifinals for college football is complete. Now we've got a national championship game set up and we're looking forward to the NFL playoffs. Welcome, Duty. How are you on this beautiful Thanks, everybody. Hello, everybody. I'm Sunday hungover. Morning. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we're very hungover from yesterday. Um, had too many beers and... That means I'll be sleeping most of today with football on in the background. Did you, you, you're not having any hair of the dog this morning to try to, I am not having any hair or dog. <laughs> My dog is sleeping by the front door and he better get used to it. Cause that's about as far as we're going to make her today. <laughs> well, let's get started. Uh, last week of the NFL season, we got uh, week 17 here. Uh, Steelers clinched the uh, the AFC North last week with a second half comeback against the Colts. Uh, the Browns come into this game after losing at the Jets last week. This is a pretty much a must win for the Browns. I mean, if they lose, some things that could happen that they could get in, but it's not the the confidence level is not that high. So uh, they're going into this game. They've had some more COVID issues, although the receivers they were lacking last week are back. It seems like some of the COVID loss that they have is on the defensive side. The Steelers are without Joe Hayden, but they're without a lot of guys because they're probably most likely looking at a three seed. This game doesn't mean a lot to them. Roethlisberger is still in Pittsburgh. He stayed home. Uh, Mason Rudolph is starting this game. And a bunch of other starters are sitting. So, um, you know, this is always a hard week. We, we posted our picks on Twitter. It's a hard week to pick because it's almost like picking preseason game three, you know. Yeah, you don't know who's going to play. I hate picking spreads. I wouldn't have done it if you didn't want to. I'd have been okay with it. Yeah. Um, that's why I took Baltimore with such a big spread because they need to win to get into the postseason. And if they do win today they'll probably play the pittsburgh steelers in round one right that's what we're looking at so um and and look the the clickbait crap this week was mason rudolph and miles garrett and who cares and you know i don't know if you heard charlie batch come out and say the the best thing that could happen is mason rudolph goes over and pregame and just talks to garrett and says hey it's all good let's put it behind us well, I totally disagree. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would. To, to me, it should be up to well, Garrett. I definitely to do, wouldn't. Yeah, it should be up to Garrett to do that. Um, but but the thing is, I think where 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 Charlie was coming from was, I think in in a way, and I kind of get this. He would want to paint Garrett into a corner because you know if if Garrett walked away then that whole NFL man of the year shit that people are talking about goes out the window. You know, if he, if he like, if he would go up there and walk away, but I mean, it's a ridiculous side story to all this. I don't care. I really don't give a crap about it anymore. Uh, And, and the thing is, you know, I would love, but there's a part of me as a Steeler fan that would love to see Mason Rudolph go in there and completely ruin Cleveland's season. I, I just, it, it would tickle me to see yeah, that. Yeah, if he knocks him out of the playoffs, good for him. Um, the other thing, too, I think I posted, I don't know where I posted it. I forget. Like I said, I'm hungover. I'm having trouble thinking. <laughs> um, 
I want to see them hit Garrett every single play he's in there. Yeah. I want to see a back chip him. I want to see a tight end on his side. And every time the ball snapped, I want two guys to pound them. Right. I want to run right at them. Yep. The running plays are all going left. I want them to pound them. This game means nothing. I want the, I don't want the running back going out in the flat for a four-yard flare. I want the running back to act like he's on that side, and if all he does is go up and punch and hit and block Garrett on every play. I want yeah. Garrett to get hit by two guys on every play until he decides to take some time off. Well, this is the this is the thing. There's the, this game means a hell of a lot more to the Browns than it does the Steelers, and a lot of uh, Steeler. Um, you know, uh, Steeler historians remember uh, a, a, a last game of the season. I think it was 2005 when the Steelers went uh, up to Buffalo to play Drew Bledsoe and the Bills. And the Steelers had nothing to play for. They had locked up the number one seed. The Bills uh, had everything to play for. It was win and you're in. That was it was bottom line. I was actually there. My cousin who lives near Rochester and I, we actually, uh, I, I was working in Erie at the time and we had, I had scored a couple of tickets to the game uh, earlier in the season. And I, I even offered them back to the guy who sold them to me because he was a Buffalo season ticket holder. Uh, he knew I was a Steeler fan and I offered them back to him. I'm like, dude, this is a huge game. Are you sure you don't want these back? He's like, nah, go ahead and take them. Enjoy. So my cousin and I sat there and watched. It was the it was the um, the coming out party for Willie Parker that game. Yeah. Like he he became fast Willie Parker, and then James Harrison emerged. I believe he had a he had a couple of sacks. He had a fumble return for a touchdown, uh, and they ruined Buffalo's season. Although I do have to tell, as a side note, as a side note, it was you know late December, early January in Buffalo. So you bet your ass it was cold. Oh yeah. You know, we tailgated outside, cooked up steaks. We had a great time, but I got, I, I, we, we walked into the stadium. This guy had great seats. They were like club seats. You were sitting outside, but you had an area that you could go into an enclosed area to go and warm up if you wanted to. So we're sitting there and I'm just, we're, 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 you know, we're getting ready for the game, you know? And I, I, I looked over at my cousin, like, Jesus, man, it's like my my ass is warm. Well, here they had heated seats <laughs> when you were oh, wow. outside. Like this is great. I would take this. Well, I guess time. I guess if you're going to build a stadium in Buffalo, that's one of the amenities you, better you might do it. To put in. You could you could imagine how much more you could charge if you if you were selling season tickets in a northern outdoor stadium to fans if you want your seats heated or not yeah, like, that'd, be a, <laughs> that'd definitely be an extra grand no shit didn't help my feet that much but my ass was warm yeah well you know this game does mean a lot to the browns and my my concern with with some of the steelers starters being out is i think the browns are just going to run the ball um i think they're a good running team I think they're going to control the clock. I don't think, I think if you limit the amount of possessions Pittsburgh has, I'm not so sure Rudolph is going to be able to do much with it. Mm -hmm. um, I do think Rudolph is going to take some shots deep. Yeah. Because I, one of his, the, the thing he did the best coming into the pros was that deep ball. Yeah. He has a good, and arm. if he had a week to practice, it's not like Ben just decided yesterday he's not playing. So he got a week to practice with the receivers. 
I think you're going to see some play action, even though they don't run the ball well. Um, the play action at least might stop the linebackers for half a second enough to go for the tight ends to get down the seam. And I, I think if that's he's just going to go deep to either the tight end or the outside guy, whichever one the safety doesn't move over towards. Right, um, right. So it might be fun to watch. I mean, if Pittsburgh hits two big plays and they're and they can force Cleveland to drive the ball and not give up any long runs, that might be a fun finish for knocking Miles Garrett and <laughs> the Browns out of the playoffs. Twitter would explode. Oh my god, there was some there was some um Browns fan that this was on Twitter. He he uh he he drove all the way from Cleveland to Cincinnati. And he's standing outside uh, Bengal, Paul Brown Stadium, and he's celebrating the Bengals beating the Steelers and, you know, and, and talking shit and, like, all this, you know. And, and uh, you know, but this is, this is what you was bring on. Was before they lost to the Jets? Yeah, this was the, this was the Monday, you know, the, the Monday night or the Sunday night game, I believe, against when the Steelers went in and laid that egg against the Bengals two weeks ago. So he's out there, you know, celebrating because in reality, the Steelers, if the Steelers had lost to the Colts, this game's for the AFC North, you know, that's yeah, what I think a lot for. of people had the Steelers losing to the Colts. They and after did. that first half, I think everybody oh, was worried. That's, I mean, I, I'm glad the Steelers won, but man, that screw, that was, well, one of the major screw ups I had with my picks last week. Cause I posted the picks and I went, I went, uh, Oh, two and one. Uh, but I thought that for break, breaking our winning streak about all year. Yeah, sorry, that was on me. I think we. Uh, I, I, yeah, think but boy, I'll tell you what, dude. Breaks. I got I got screwed at the end of all three of the. Well, I really got screwed by the Washington football team. Yeah, you did leading us on like it was going to be Alex Smith because I, I I took Washington under the auspices that, that it was Alex Smith starting that game. If I didn't know it was Dwayne Haskins going in, look, there is no freaking way I'm picking Washington to play. Nope. And now he's no, not, no. he's no longer even a member of the team. No, I did it the week before I picked this, picked him and I found out Haskins and I apologized before the game. They even won the pick. Yeah. Yeah. They had we a won. backdoor cover. Yeah, exactly. And then we did get both the college games, right? You did get both the college games, right? Absolutely. So, so yeah, we're back we're, on our winning track, but yeah. I, I think before we do next one, we're going to go back and just look at our total record against the spread for the year. Yeah. I think you're going to see it was pretty good. Yeah. We'll take a look. We'll take a look at that and see where we're at. And we'll post that on Twitter. If, if we had a good record, if it sucked, then you certainly wouldn't be posting. Yeah, it then we'll forget. I said we'll that. forget. Forget you said that. Anyway, um, so today that's that's in you know what's going on between the Steelers and the Browns. Let's take a step back and look at that Colts game last week, because as as you just mentioned, holy God, like I I was smiling like the butcher's dog in a way there in the third quarter at twenty four to seven because I'm like, well, you know, at least I'm one and zero in my picks today, you know, because. Well, I, I, I'm blanking on what the spread was for that game. Um, you know, I believe I believe it was one, two, it was I think it was one two. or two, one or two. But you know, as like, what what could, you know, the the greatest thing that could happen is if you for me was that the Steelers win, but uh, the Colts win by the spread because it was two if the Steelers had won by a point. But um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at that first half, and my God, it was the only the only reason the Steelers even had a touchdown was because of what, uh, you know, causing a fumble, Hilton picking it up and getting it with inside the five, um, and even Connor on the touchdown run was lucky, got into the end zone. I mean, it wasn't anything easy, 
But you're going into halftime. You're like, my God. And then the Colts come out and they drive down the field. Luckily, a two at sack forces them to just kick a field goal. Now you're at 24 to 7. Uh, Steelers did drive down the field. Uh, ben started, you know, throwing passes down the seam, getting a little bit deeper. But then they failed on a fourth and one. Uh, they had they had first and goal from the one, and they couldn't punch it in. You know, yeah, and that's that, welcome to the Steelers of 2020. Exactly. So then, you know, uh, they they the defense held the Colts back inside the five. Uh, short punt. Steelers set up at the at the Colts 39, and then Ben airs it out to Deontay Johnson, and the comeback was on. So in, in your mind, when you're looking at that, when you're looking at that game. What did I mean? Why, first of all, why haven't the Steelers played that way for the past month and call plays that way? And secondly, you know what was what was not only the fact that Ben was looking to target further downfield, but was there anything else that you noticed in in the offense that they were doing? I, I don't think Fickner called the plays. I think he did the first half. I know they dispute that, but I think in the second half, Ben went back to call him plays at the line of scrimmage. And he looks over the field. He draws them in the dirt. It's like, like they seem to know every play Steelers were running in the first half. Yeah. They've either studied the tape. They knew the keys. They knew the lango, whatever it was. But the second half, uh, they totally flipped the script. And let's not forget, I don't know if the Colts scored a point in the second half. They did. They, did. they had one field goal. They had three yeah, points. Yeah, field yep. goal. So the defense completely, the adjustments made at halftime on both offenses and defense were crazy. Right. Right. Because not only I expected Pittsburgh to play better in the second half, but I didn't think they were going to be able to come o- overcome the deficit because I figured Colts score at least 10 to 14 points in the second half. Right. Um, so right. the defense made some adjustments. And they I think what Pittsburgh does best is man-to-man and blitz, man-to-man coverage. And for whatever reason, they don't do it until their back's against the wall. And then all of a sudden they go man-to-man and let, Hayden and and all the other cornerbacks do their thing. Sure, right. they get beat once in a while, but right, um, uh, they went to more of a man to man defense, and they started bringing some pressure. and And Watt is is a maniac. Yeah, yeah, Watt should be a uh, a lock for the uh, NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Absolutely, uh, but but you know, and he's he's not going to play today. But I don't think that's going to make a hill of beans worth of difference. Um. And, and, and you, you mentioned Hayden getting burned there, you know, Hayden, uh, you know, he got, well, you know, they get burned every now and again, Hayden got burned on the, on the Colts, uh, third touchdown, you know, that was Hayden's right. response. And that happens when you play bump and run or yeah. man to man, you got no safety help. Well, Hayden's out. I mean, just kind of as an aside right now, Hayden's out for this game. Yeah. He tested positive for COVID and he's probably out for the first round playoff game. So uh, I don't know about that. I, I don't know. I think he has time. If he if he tests negative today or tomorrow, I think he's good. How big of a loss is that if he can't play in huge. that first round game? So who I, do you who do you huge. do you put Cam Sutton in in his spot? I do. Okay, I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but you're giving Sutton help. Though, you're giving Sutton if help. Things go to plan, and they're playing Baltimore. Yeah, you need to. You, Sutton's going to end up playing uh, Andrews, a tight end. Right. Would be my guess in a slaughter. That's what I would do. Right. And then Baltimore runs 70% of the, of the that's time. That's true. That's true. And Sutton had an interception against uh, against Baltimore the last when they played in Baltimore. You know, Sutton, and I think that's why Pittsburgh matches up with them. They're good against the run. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, so, I'm sorry. Sutton now, did Pittsburgh not, lost did a lot of their good linebackers. Um, however, right. they're getting healthy, too. They're getting some guys back. Um, right. They're not yes. going to have Dupree, and they're not going to have uh, Devin. De- De- uh, Devin Bush. Devin Bush. Bush, thank yeah. you. Uh, they're both out for the year. But still, I mean. They're getting they're Spillane getting back. Guys. They're getting Spillane back. Yeah. yeah. Yep, Spillane. And people say what you want about him, but the guy makes plays. Yeah, he does. He makes plays, and I mean, and, he's no Devin Bush, but he makes plays. And so, Alex and Alex Highsmith has made some plays. He's no Bud Dupree. I like Alex Highsmith. I do, I do too. I think that you know somebody brought up the point was was making the point on Twitter. As a rookie season, Alex Highsmith is having a better rookie season than Bud Dupree did, like as far as as far as performance is concerned. And I think he's going to be a hell of an outside linebacker. Now, the interesting thing during the off season is going to be what do the Steelers do? Um, you know, because Bud's, you know, Bud does have an ACL injury that's going to significantly reduce his market value going out the door. But you know, somebody's going to throw money at him. You know, do the Steelers try to resign him? No, they're they're up against the cap unless Ben retires, and I don't think he's gonna. I mean, he gets he's forty one million against the cap next year if he comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't if that that right right there, you got to pay him and Watt. Mm-hmm. Tell Watt to write his check, whatever he wants. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us what, how much you want. Him go. We got to work around Ben, but you know, you you're not going to be able to afford Dupree unless nobody, unless people are shied away from him because of the knee injury. It always takes two years for that knee injury, that ACL, to come back. Mm-hmm. And he got hurt later in the season, so he probably is going to miss most of next year anyway. Right. Um, so maybe he will give him a discount. Um, they certainly can't franchise him again at that at that money. No. No. Um, so if you give them, you sign them to a deal and just say, look, it's all going to be based on incentives. Basically, we'll see how your knee works for one year. Right. He may or might do that. Who knows? But I don't think any, you can't resign him. I didn't want to resign him this year. And I was still not convinced it was the right move of signing him this year, but he played well. Yeah. Played really well. Yeah. So yeah. And, and I think Pittsburgh has another draft to get another linebacker or two. Right. Into the fold. But, I think, I think some of these guys, uh, Highsmith, you said, could take his place next year. No, I mean Highsmith's the guy who's taking his place right now. So the thing yep. is, that do the Steelers want to take, you know, want to take that chance? Maybe go out and get and sign a veteran outside linebacker. They're going to sign know? one in free agency. Right, they, right. they don't. That's not a Pittsburgh thing. But I think if you, when you're looking at the cap, you're going to have to sign some guy that maybe is the third or fourth linebacker on another team and he's going to come in and immediately be one of your starters. Right. Um, And they just have too many players. I wouldn't be surprised to see one of the receivers that they have this year is going to be gone. They might not sign Juju. They might let him go. That's where I was going. Yeah. Um, Now, if Ben retires and saves him a bunch of cap money, I think it's 20 million. If he, if he retires, they save, Mm -hmm. but, um, I don't Who think knows? He's I mean, yeah, Juju's good, but everyone said they were in trouble when Antonio Brown left and Juju stepped up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Juju's... receivers in my book are the easiest ones to replace. So, yeah. Them and running backs, there's like 17,000 of them that can run the four or five or quicker. And, and there's a lot of really hanging talented. Hanging out on practice squad. There's a so... lot of really talented receivers in college right now. There's a ton. Yeah. I mean... And if I could, yeah, I mean, there's a 
and there are always a lot of good ones in the fifth, sixth rounds, too, because they always get bumped down. Well, look where A.B. came from. You well, know, not only that, Max but look, got C.D. Lamb last year. Yeah. And, and he was like the fourth or fifth receiver taken. Right, right. John Gruden didn't even want him, and I called that, by the way. Yeah. What I tell you about yeah. it, the draft, once again, we know our shit. I told you that guy, Ruggs, was going to be a bust, and he didn't do shit this year. Had a couple games. Yep. Well, I, I mean, I can't, you know, I always get fired up going into the NFL draft and hell, there's some people posting uh, mock drafts already, uh, you know, going. Yeah, in, I saw I'll, that. They don't even know the order of the teams yet. I think that's like the the boss saying, look, you got to put something out there so people will look at it. You, you know, put and I saw one that I just I had to fire off some comments. I saw one. I, I, I should have wrote down who did it because I want to go back and see if they actually know what they're talking about once the time comes and the combine's over. But it was absolutely freaking ridiculous. They didn't get they got the first pick right. And that was about it. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, is that what they got right. I'll tell you what. You watch field. We'll get oh into this college God, if you want yeah. to segue. Yeah, well, well, that freaking guy. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll talk about that when we get in college. That was an unbelievable performance. Uh, I I do know that like in, I went through a few of the mock drafts, maybe four or five of them. Majority of them had the Steelers going offensive line with their pick, no matter where they fall. And I, well, that's okay. But again, you can't fall into the trap. I don't know how many you, they need a left tackle. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. They could probably use another guard. Right. Um, But if the Steelers win this playoff game, what are they picking in the mid to high twenties? If they lose the second one, yeah, they're like almost... how many of the left tackles are worth a twenty some spot unless they fall. Right. I mean, there's one top three offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. What's that kid from Oregon? I think he is. Yeah, yeah. I think the left. He's a consensus might be the best offensive tackle in ten years. Some people are saying. Right. Uh, he's not going to be there in the Steelers pick. So, the one thing I can't stand about being a Cowboy fan and watching their drafts is they pick. I can't even say his name because it's like Beelzebub three times. They picked like the seventh. They needed a defensive van pass rusher. So they took the seventh or eighth best one out of Michigan. Uh-huh. And instead of taking like the the second best safety because they need you can't do that. So, right. yeah, Pittsburgh would love to have a left tackle. Mm-hmm. But if they're picking 27, there may not be a left tackle. Right. Worth might, number 27. They're, they're going to pick so, the best play, player available. Um, and Pittsburgh does a good job at that. Yeah, they do. They do. And Look. I swear there are two teams that good players every freaking year fall way down in the draft that nobody expects. And it's Pittsburgh and new England. Yeah. They always get somebody fall to them every single time, every yeah. draft, yeah. like all the way back to DeCastro. Oh, where I he remember was the... where DeCastro dropped to them. And oh. I remember the guys on ESPN, their mouths were hanging open. They're like, well, he yeah. was the consensus number one lineman, best what guard in the draft for the last five years. He yeah. was the number one best lineman they had ranked in five years, and he f- fell down to the twenties. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. But because because again, you had a bunch of you had a bunch of teams ahead of the Steelers drafting for need instead of the best player available. But yeah, it's just look, I, you always get, need I, a good offensive lineman. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, he's the best player available. You need, and D- Pittsburgh needs a defense with some some beef up front too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't hurt for them to get another big defensive tackle. Yeah, I, I know a, a couple of those mock drafts. One of them had them uh, taking that. Um, uh, there's an offensive lineman out of um, 
out of Notre Dame, a senior uh, that they had him taking. Another one had him taking uh, Leatherwood out of Alabama. Another draft, actually, interestingly enough, and it kind of made me raise my eyebrow and think about it. One mock draft had the Steelers taking Patrick Jones out of Pitt in the first round. You were talking about defensive lineman, but he's more of an yeah. edge rusher. You know, well, he and, is. Yeah. Um, and he is going to go in the first round. I, I fully believe he's going to go in the first round. Right. Right. Um, but I mean, Pittsburgh's defense is not if, if you're looking at it, they need line. They can't run for either two reasons. Mm-hmm. They can't. They don't need to run blockers up front or the running backs just suck. And I think it's more of the first. I don't, I don't think they have any blocking. Right. Right. So hey. Pittsburgh has always been able to run always until this year. Need- Last year was about a half assed attempt, but right. this year, particularly they can't run the ball. And when Connor gets space, he's still picking up four or five yards. Oh, he, carry. Is. he is. I, th- I think they, they, they got a hell of a pick in Dodson. I mean, people are already acknowledging that. Like he's going to be a hell of an offensive lineman as he continues to develop. He's already playing very well. He's already uh, a good run blocker. He's he's a very good run blocker. Uh, I mean, actually, on uh, Pro Football Focus, I think he was the highest graded offensive lineman as far as pass protection last week, and that well, that, that was not his forte. Yeah, that and, shocks me. You know, so but you know he, he must they must have coached him up when he got there. Let's take a quick run through some of these games today as we always like to do when we do a Sunday podcast. Um, another game of interest in the AFC, you got the Dolphins at the Bills. The Dolphins actually, uh, you know, uh, Fitzmagic tested positive for COVID. Um, you know, so Tua is in there today in a game that, uh, you know, for the Bills uh, win and they absolutely lock down the number two seed for whatever that matters. Um, the, the Dolphins well, need this game be the to difference give a chance playing to make the, the playoffs. Between yeah. the Bills and the Steelers. Right, right. So, but the, the, the Dolphins need this game. Unfortunately, going into it, uh, they don't, uh, they don't have, uh, you know, Fitzmagic, who is actually outplaying two of the last, last, uh, we, he came in to, uh, for the uh, Raiders game and brought him back to win that game. So, um, they got this it's one. As, going like Cal and Buffalo right now. They've got Buffalo plus three in this game. They're actually giving the Bills three points because they're resting a lot of people. Um, do you think the Dolphins can go up there and win that game? Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. Um, now, I don't know. If, could they lose it? Yeah, they could lose it. But remember, there's a team in the AFC, and it could be the Colts, that's going to miss the playoff with 10 wins, possibly 11. It's very possible the Colts win today and get 11 wins and then lose miss the playoffs. Right. Meanwhile, the NFC least is going to have a guy in there, a team in there with six wins. <laughs> yeah. So there's something that's horrible. But yeah, the Dolphins at 10 and six are not guaranteed a playoff spot if they lose this game. And Buffalo is either going to finish, they're going to finish, depending on if Pittsburgh would win today and they'd lose, Pittsburgh gets two. Right. Right. Yeah. But no one's expecting Pittsburgh to win with all their backups in Cleveland against a team that has to have the game. They've either. So, have the game. Yep. You know, who knows? Do you want a second or third seed? This year, the second seed doesn't get a buy. So it right. doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Um, I don't play. If I'm Buffalo, I don't give a shit. I'm not playing Josh Allen and Diggs. I'm not. None of those guys are playing. Right. Right. Uh, but, go yeah, ahead. I, so just for that reason, I think Miami's going to keep it close. Miami's defense is good. Mm hmm. 
one of the games we picked that we posted online, and actually the line has dropped to 13.5. At the time we looked at it, it was 14. Was the Ravens at the Bengals? The Ravens uh, were give were uh, giving up uh, fourteen in this game, and you know this is a must win for the Ravens. I, I you know, not I, only that, I, but the Bengals got their backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Th- there is absolutely no reason the the Ravens don't beat these guys forty five. Come to on, 70. come on, man! The Bengals are on a two game winning streak here. Yep, right? they certainly are, and uh, I still think the Ravens beat them by twenty. Okay. Okay, so we got that one. Um, <laughs> your Cowboys at the Giants. So, I, I, I mean, can the Cowboys still get in? Yes, that- if they win and the Redskins lose. If the Redskins lose, the winner of the Giants-Dallas game wins. Okay, okay. Could so, be the Giants. Giants so could still get in. Cowboys are, uh, the, the, the Giants are getting a point and a half in this game. Yeah, at home, and at that's home. why I didn't touch it. Simply yeah. because... Look, Dallas is Jekyll and Hyde. You can say what you want. Uh, Andy Dalton will throw two passes a game that hit someone in a face mask from the other team, whether they catch it or not. Luckily, the last three weeks, they've been dropping them, and Dallas went on to win. Their offense is gelling, mm-hmm. starting to get better. Their defense has been a little better, but you can run the ball against Dallas. Right. Um, and the Giants will run the ball against Dallas. Now, I'm, I'm happy Colt McCoy's not playing. They had no shot of beating Colt McCoy because he doesn't throw two picks a game. Jones will throw two picks a game. Well, or he'll throw two passes that could have been big plays that he's going to miss. Right. Or he's, is um, he going to no, tri- trip over the 10 yard? He's going to trip over the 10 yard line on his way. I hope for a not. Touchdown. Cause that means he ran for 40 before he got <laughs> stumbling. But yeah, the Giants can easily win that game. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think it matters. It's going to the, just skipping ahead. There's no way the Eagles are going to beat the red, uh, Washington, almost said Redskins, um, with Alex Smith quarterback. And, and they said he's starting and they plan on playing him the whole game. They said his calf's okay. Yeah. Which surprise, surprise. I predicted that on Tuesday. Well, uh, at least, at least, uh, there's no chance that Dwayne Haskins is going to walk onto the field. You know what? Good for him. Good for him for picking a quarterback out of Ohio state. That's just hope fields that isn't a flop in the pros. And he doesn't look like he's going to be, he looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Let's... But, I'm sorry. It's something they fall and leave it, leave it to Snyder to pick uh, a quarterback out of Ohio state. And there was a story out this week about how the general manager did not want him. They wanted to take, he had three other players on his board and Daniel Snyder said the pick is Haskins. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those stories came out, but boy, I'll, I'll tell you, coach Rivera, definitely put his foot down and put his stamp on the amount of control he has of this team right now by letting him go. Um, How good of a job has he done, but missing done going an outstanding, outstanding job. That's why he's, he's actually a favorite to be a NFL coach of the year uh, with the job. Yeah, he's done. I, I don't know how, maybe the guy in Buffalo deserves it. I, I agree. I mean, I, th- I think as far as performance, but you know, if there, if there's an NFL courage award for what he went through this year, he should definitely be oh, at the top of that. I love it. No yeah. doubt. So you got the Falcons at the Buccaneers. Who really cares? Uh, Buccaneers are giving up seven with that one. I, I, you know, the, 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 the Falcons for the number of games that they should have won this year should be like just getting ready for a playoff game. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a team just fold up like a cheap well, suit at yeah. the end of a game. Didn't they, didn't they just play like three weeks ago or two weeks ago? Yeah, I, you know, they, they, yeah, and, and and that one, the Falcons had a large lead. It was and 27 Brady to 7, about, and yeah. I posted on 
Twitter. Let the collapse begin. Yeah, and, and it, it did. And it did. Tampa Bay came back and won. So I don't even know if if Tampa Bay needs this game for any type of seeding. It, but I don't even know. You know, I bet Brady plays or starts. Oh, he he even even at New England when nothing was going on, he'd play. Um, yeah. I know that uh, right now, Tampa Bay is sitting at ten and five. Uh, right now, but they've already clinched a playoff spot. Yeah, they're already clinched the division. I, I don't really think that they can. Uh, I, I don't think that they can. They didn't clinch a division. Actually, the Saints did. The Saints. The Saints. Oh, right. The Saints won it, but they clinched a, a wild card playoff. So they really don't give a crap about this game. Um, yeah. You know, the most useless, maybe one of the most useless games of the week is going to be the Jets at the Patriots. But the Jets have a two-game winning streak going into this this game somehow they beat Look, the, i'll take i would take i'm not you think i would put any money on cam newton oh no and uh, they're the 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 patriots are 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 uh giving up three points on oh, this game so yeah, i i would i would i would te- i would actually be tempted to take the jets if i was yeah me to, too if, if i had a gun to my head i'd take the jets yeah. just because of their defense but um yeah, I, I would. There's two quarterbacks you don't put money on. That's Cam Newton and the guy that's no longer in the league for Washington. The Vikings are giving up three points at the Lions. I'd take the Vikings if you had a gun to my head on this one. Um, I did take the Vikings as one yeah, of our picks. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. Um, so. I think there's not many quarterbacks tougher than Matt Stafford. That guy plays through everything. Oh, my God. But he is so banged up. Yeah. He's got leg, knee, back, shoulder injuries. He's going to start, they said. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know. I don't know. The Vikings, can they still make the playoffs? I don't. I, I, the Vikings may be. Um, I'll take a look at the playoff picture. Are they eliminated? Now. Actually, I don't know. Either they, way, if they're eliminated, then Dalvin Cook's going to run for about 7,000 yards. Yeah. Yeah. You got uh, right now in the. Uh, in the in the NFC, let me take a look here. What we have so in the AFC, that's the AFC. So the NFC, um, Minnesota, Minnesota is actually right? they've been eliminated. Yeah, Minnesota's yeah. So been Davin Cook's going to play. Yeah. Uh, why not? Unless there's COVID, I don't know about, and they they still want to play him. But Dalvin Cook's going to run forever. That's why I took this game. Yeah, I didn't think it mattered for either team, and I just think, why not give it to him one more week? Next one up, uh, the Packers are giving four and a half to the Bears in Chicago. The Packers Packers need this game to lock down the number one seed because if they were to lose this game and Seattle wins, Seattle gets the number one seed. So, well, they're going to play. Yeah. Um, they know they never play great in Chicago against that Chicago defense. I'm not so sure. If you say it out loud, Trubisky and Rodgers, Trubisky and Rodgers. I know Trubisky's putting up points and their offense has gotten better. Yeah. Say it out loud. You got to pick Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Rodgers is playing out of his mind right now. He's playing. And that spread is ridiculous. Yeah. We should have probably taken Green Bay, but I wasn't sure. I'm not so sure the Packers aren't going to have a big lead at halftime. Yeah, and then take Rodgers out. That's possible. Um, and then you get a backdoor cover. I don't know. Uh, Chicago's just, been playing well, so I just and it's a division game and shitty yeah, weather. Well, you know what? I, you wonder if Rodgers will, you know, even if they were up like sixty-three to three with ten minutes left in the fourth quarter, if he would refuse to come out because he doesn't want Jordan Love to go out there and get any snaps. Yeah, so, maybe you know, that's very, very Jordan Love would throw a completion. Yeah, that'd be that's very very possible because you know it's I, I always found that whole story funny because. 
he always had that woe is me attitude about the way Favre treated him. Yet he turns around and he acts like the same asshole, you know, when his eventually. Yeah, if there's anybody in, in the NFL that's throat punchable, but you just want to, if you could meet him, and you could just throw one punch and hit him in the face. That would be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, me. sounds like his family. He'd be the it's first like, one I'd punch. Sounds like Miles his Garrett family would might like be to number do it. two for me. It sounds like his family would like to do that too, but. Yeah, yeah he's I, just a I, douche. I, I digress. Uh, the Saints at the Panthers. This game is meaningless. Who cares? Over, so the Saints are giving uh, are, are, are minus six in Don't this touch game. It, people, that's yeah. a trap game. It's Panthers could win that game by twenty five. Remember, the Saints don't have any running backs. They're all they're all out due to COVID. Yeah. One of their running backs, Kamara, got it. The whole running room, whole running back room has been held out. Yeah. Their running back situation, they're going to line up a receiver in the backfield. Seahawks at the 49ers. Seahawks minus seven. Um, you know, this game does mean something for the Seahawks. Interestingly enough, both their game and the Bears game kick off at the same time. So they're going to be, you know, you're you're not you can't really go into this game and figure, okay, well, here's our situation going in because maybe they were hoping that the Bears and the Packers were going to play at uh, be a part of the 1 o'clock kickoff group. Uh, but, you know, Seattle needs this game. They're at the 49ers. 49ers are just, you know, playing out the playing out the season here. So, um, I, 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 if you know, again, gun to the head, I think Seattle wins this by more than seven. Uh, they, they, would, they would lock it down. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, again, I wouldn't touch that just because both teams are going to play their starters. Um, right. <clears throat> I don't like Seattle's defense. You guys can say what you want. Oh, I don't like. I, I, I'm All not, the experts I'm not are saying con- how much better the defense is playing. I'm not convinced. Ah, bullshit. I'm I don't care. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't touch that game. Uh, Cardinals at Rams, and this game is kind of a mess. Um, Rams are without Jared Goff. They're starting uh, John Wolford. If anybody's ever you know, followed John Wolford's career. I'm not sure what they're <laughs> going to get out of him. Uh, I don't even but know where he's from. The Cardinals are actually giving a point uh, to the Rams in this game, and the game is in Los Angeles. Yeah, I think, I'd still take the Cardinals if it's some guy named someone we've never can't even tell you what college he attended. I mean, I, honestly, I mean, the Rams have kind of put themselves in this mess. You know, I mean, you, you can't even beat the Jets at home, yep. you know, to lock up your spot. So, um, yeah, it could be kind well, of interesting. It all comes down to the running game because if they can't do their play action stuff, their offense is pretty stagnant. Right. Well, they were awfully stagnant last week against Seattle. And I, you know, I, to your point, people are like, oh boy, look at, look at that, you know, Seattle, Seattle defense. Well, I got news for you. I think the Rams were just that inept. You know, they, they just could, they just could not get the ball across the goal line. They couldn't. You know, so Arizona could play themselves into a playoff spot here if they were to beat the Rams. I think so, they need help, right? I, I, I don't got, think I, are they winning in? Well, here's here's what it is. Arizona right now is eight and seven, and the Rams are nine and six. So they would come in. I'd have to look at like the playoff breakdown, but I think Arizona still has a chance, but they would need a couple of things to happen. Yeah, and I, I think, think one so one of the things that would help them though. One of the things that would definitely help them is if the Packers beat the Bears. Because right, right now the Bears are in, but the Bears right. have a matching record of eight and seven. So, um, <clears throat> you know, if, if the Bears lose, making them eight and eight, and Arizona wins and they're nine and seven, they're in. So, you know, it's, it's, it, it should be, it, that should make that game pretty interesting. Um, 
me see here. So if we're looking at, you know, I, honestly, I think, uh, I think I would take the Cardinals in that game. I agree. I, I definitely agree with you. Um, Titans at the Texans who, uh, the only team that cares in this one is, are the Titans. Uh, they need to, you know, they need to win this game to, to clinch the AFC South. Um, and to assure themselves a playoff spot, the Texans got called out by, by their veteran best defensive player. Why? What? Which, which I think that, you know, to me in my mind, that's that's a leader right there. Right there, like I listened to that whole inter interchange uh, in that press conference. I thought it was great. Um, I don't know if he lit a torch under anybody's ass to go into this game and play well. Um, Who cares? You know, but it, it they're not that good. No, uh, Watson I'm, just isn't that good. So no, he no. doesn't. Have, their offensive line is horrendous. Right. Absolutely horrendous. And Tennessee will get a will be able to rush four and get pressure on him and drop everybody else. Um, he'll throw some bad picks. He could run for a couple to keep him in it, but I, I doubt they're going to be able to stop Henry. Well, you, here's here's something very interesting. So the the Colts by blowing that game against the Steelers last week have put themselves in a very bad yeah, position. They could be out. They even could if be they out, win. Even if they win, they could be out, and they're probably going to win. They're 15 point favorites against the Jaguars at home. Um, they if they yeah, win this record? game, hmm? what's the record? Uh, they're actually 10 and five right now. Yeah, so they could so be 11. They could and be five 11 and, and miss five. The playoffs. And they become just the third 11 win team in NFL history to miss the playoffs. They'd be yep. just the third. Um, so all they can really do is take care of business against the Jaguars. And they got to hope one of the other AFC playoff hopefuls loses. I think they're probably, um, you know, they're definitely going to win this game regardless. But they're going to be, despite what Frank Reich says, where he says he's not going to allow any of his players to know what the scores from the one o'clock games are. I call bullshit on that. Like these guys are going to find a way to figure out who won and who lost in the one o'clock games. If anything matters um, going into this game, but regardless, you know, they're going to win. I think whether the game means anything to them going into the, going into the four twenty-five kickoff or not will depend whether the Colts win by more than 15, but they, they should blow out the Jaguars. Uh, Chargers at Chiefs, nobody cares. Uh, game means nothing for the Chiefs. They've already locked down the number one seed in the AFC. Um, yeah. And you've got the Chargers that are just playing out the string. Although I got to admit, I think the Chargers have a good quarterback for their oh, future. Oh, he's fun to watch. Yeah, he's a lot of fun to watch. I think with some more with some more seasoning, he's going to do well. Yeah, take uh, that, Haskins. The Raiders at the Broncos. Eh, okay, whatever. Um, Don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, Raiders are picked by two and a half. And uh, Eagles hosting the Washington football team. Washington Huge picked game. by six and a half. So this yeah. is one of your picks. Um, I do. I think Washington's defensive line is going to. Remember, Fletcher Cox, Fletcher Cox is out. Mm -hmm. They're holding Miles Sanders is out for Philly. Um, Jalen Hurts is going to start. Mm -hmm. um, so that he could make some big plays with his legs, but that giant, the, the, the Washington front seven will totally shut down that Eagles team. 
And with Alex Smith, he's going to get him into field goal range at least, you know, five times. Maybe they can punch one in. Mm-hmm. Washington's going to win that game. Uh, they're going to win by 10 or more. So as an interesting aside, uh, some stories that have come across uh, saying that Carson Wentz is demanding a trade. Um, he doesn't want to be a backup quarterback. It's looking more and more like that's going to be his Maybe he situation. shouldn't have played like one. Well, I, I agree. So, um, you know, what in your mind, so you're playing general manager here. You've got a guy that you, you know, you signed to a big extension. Uh, he's played like garbage the past two years. Um, and, and now you've got the guy that you drafted in last year's draft coming in, playing decent, not playing great, but certainly adds an, an extra element to the game that Wentz doesn't really have right now. Um, what are you doing with him? Are you, are you going ahead and saying, okay, we're going to trade you away? Because here's the, here's the pickle that puts management in. Other teams know that he wants to be gone. So you kind of lose your leverage a little bit. You're not going to get as much for Carson Wentz for a couple of reasons because Wentz is demanding a trade, number one. And number two, he's been garbage the past well, two years. Well, and he's also so, making a ton of money. He's making a ton of money. Yeah. So who want, So who's he? Tra- you, you can say you're going to trade him, but who? you got to have another team to trade him to. Right. Who Who wants him? Name so, a team that needs a quarterback. So Jacksonville is going to get, gonna get Clemson's Trevor Lawrence. guy. Yeah, going to get Trevor right? Lawrence, right. Right. The Jets are going to have their pick between keeping Darnold or taking the left tackle. And right. then that leaves Fields out there. Right. 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 I don't know what name another team that's bad. They could absolutely positively need a quarterback. So the Chargers got theirs. Of course, there was a bunch of uh, Yenzers on on Twitter saying, you know, maybe the Steelers should go after him. I say no. maybe what if Ben says he's retiring? Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know where that. Then you got the same cap hit. I mean, yeah, he makes less than Ben, but he's still a huge cap hit and he's no good. He's a gigantic. He hasn't been good since he's got too many injuries. He's got, he'd be a gigantic cap hit. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's the Steelers are, you know, the Steelers are in kind of a pickle. Uh, you know, as far as um, as not far if as Ben's coming back. Well, they they've got to think about some shit. Well, they're um, just they're just gonna have to not sign some guys, and one of them will be Dupree. And you're probably right. I don't know if they're gonna bring Juju back. They got too many. Their their cap is just too high. Right, right. So uh, let's let's switch gears here and go to college football. Um. Had some, uh, you know, we've had some bowl games. The bowl season just wasn't, you know, what it normally is. Um, although I always, I always just absolutely crack up when the, you know, when it, when it, uh, uh, you know, like Cincinnati and Georgia, right? Okay, so that game came down to a last, last second field goal. Georgia pulled it out. And you have all the pundits out there say, well, Georgia really wanted this game. And, you know, Cincinnati, it proves Cincinnati doesn't belong and blah, blah, blah. But if it was the other way around, if Cincinnati had pulled that game out, they, those same people would have come out and said, Georgia didn't really care. Uh, this game didn't mean anything to them. You know, Cincinnati was playing against a team that didn't care. And the first time I ever ran into this, uh, I, was, I heard it from one of your favorites, uh, Duty, and that's the turd. Yeah. So I do you remember back uh when um uh Boise State beat uh, uh beat Oklahoma, Oklahoma Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, uh, Statue of Liberty. Adrian Peterson was the starting running back for for uh for the Sooners Oklahoma. back then yeah. and 
And it was a great game. It was an absolutely great football game. Like it I was believe inter- Kellen Moore was the quarterback. Yeah, Kellen Moore. And it was it was entertaining, back and forth, just incredibly fun to watch. Um and 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 I remember the turd after after the game saying Oklahoma didn't care, people. Boise State doesn't yeah. belong. Boise State doesn't belong. Oklahoma didn't care. And if you think any other way, you're a bunch of mouth breathers. You're a bunch of mouth breathers and knuckle draggers. You're all yeah, stupid. First of all, like, it's different when you're you know, talking about kids. They got seniors on both teams that are right. playing their last game, a lot of them. Right, right. They all want to win. They want to win. Period. Right. And and that was a huge, like that that game pulled a huge number rating ratings-wise. It was because it was really one of the first times one of these, I guess if you wanted to call them a mid-level school, you know, a, a Boise State, well, you know, God, you know, there's more people that live in certain, in Oklahoma City than there is that live in that entire state of, of Idaho, okay? It's, it's, it's crazy, although since then and now, Boise State has become, a Boise, the city of Boise has actually become a very attractive place for people to move to. But, you know, very affordable. Boise State goes into that game, you know, with with every, you know, they they just had an opportunity to put their all into that game. And it was I still go back sometimes and pull that game up and watch it or at least watch highlights of it because it was so much fun to watch. I mean, it wasn't the bottom line is it wasn't like Oklahoma wasn't trying to stop them. They couldn't. They couldn't stop them. Right. They couldn't stop. But Boise State couldn't stop Oklahoma either. And that's why Boise State went for it, you know, for the two-point convert because they probably figured, you know what, as, as this goes on, Overtime's we're not going to win. Help. It's not going to We're not going to win it. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I just – I love seeing those kind of games. But let's get to the two uh, semifinal games. No surprise, Alabama over Notre Dame, uh, 31-14. Um, you know, it, it was – we, we kind of backdoored the win on that 20-point spread. Uh, I'm okay with that. <clears throat> with that with that last uh that end of the fourth quarter touchdown by Notre Dame. I'm um, okay with that. I've lost a lot of games due to a backdoor. It was nice to finally win one. Yeah, so I mean, overall, you know, and, and Alabama only put up 10 points in the second half. You know, a lot of people, there are a lot of people coming out and say, "Oh, Alabama could have won that game 63 to 3." Well, yep. got news for you. They didn't. Okay? Yep. They didn't. There were some spots in that game where Notre Dame's defense played pretty decent. They they made some plays to get Alabama off the field on third down. But you know you're you're not going to tell me that Alabama wasn't the better team. They are. I mean, and it was obvious by far that they were the better football team. This goes well, back the to people that said they could have scored that many points but didn't. They're the ones that bet on Alabama, so they're well. All there's actually a local. This is what I, I, you know, I've gone on rants before about local radio talk show hosts. They talk out of both sides of their mouth, and not only do they talk to either get like radio, what the equivalent of radio clicks, or they post shit on Twitter to get clicks. The same same moron from Pittsburgh Sports Talk Radio, who when they came up with the top five was saying, who else are you going to put in? And, and argued for Notre Dame getting that fourth spot to, despite the beatdown they took in the ACC championship game from Clemson. Okay, so who else are you going to put in? And made an argument of why they were a better pick than Texas A&M. Fair enough, okay? But then this is the same moron 
that's going on there and saying things like it could have been 63 to three. Notre Dame didn't belong, blah, blah, blah. Well, which way is it, asshole? Which way is it? Like, cause, and well, then when you, again. and then when you call them out, they get mad or they call you names or they, 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 you know, I, I made the comment saying, well, Hey, I guess maybe you had money on the game. Maybe that's why you're pissed. And you know, they, <laughs> they, 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 then that's, then they throw a stupid gif on there and trying to prove a point, which is just so freaking weak. And I just said, well, you know, great recovery. You're doing terrific. You know I mean? How about making a point? And they, they don't. They're just looking for clicks, looking for shit. And, you know, we're sitting well, here talking about. I guess about, as long as they say it both ways, they can make they can, both people happy. I guess. Two different I guess. Who else are you going to put in? So Alabama, I mean, Alabama put the beat down on Notre Dame, which surprised absolutely nobody. But what shocked everyone was the second game. Didn't shock me. I was shocked. I mean, we, we, you know, you took, you took Ohio state. It was a seven point spread. You took the points. I almost took them outright. I almost, I almost took the money line. Yeah. Well, you should have, because they won by three touch. They won by three touchdowns. Justin Fields was incredible. Just ungodly good. Um, you know, that, that was a highly entertaining game. Um, this kid, Dude, that kid's tough too. He took oh, a hell of a hit in the ribs. I'll tell you what, he is. I would not wanted to be him the next morning waking up because uh-uh. he probably felt like he got run over by a truck. Um, he couldn't even get on the exercise bike. Trey Sermon for Oklahoma, for uh, I'm sorry, for Iowa State 31 carries, 193 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Trevor Lawrence for Clemson, who's going to be the overall number one pick, most likely. You know, 33 for 48, 400 yards, two touchdowns, as you would expect. But, like, Fields was just 22 of 28 for 385, six touchdowns and one pick. I mean, it's, you know, and I, I will admit, I will admit, going into this game, I was somewhat suspect at times during the season of Clemson's defense. I, I, there was there were moments in that in that regular season game against Notre Dame. You know, there were moments during the season that I I wondered about their defense and if they got, you know, if 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 they if they fell behind in a game by a significant margin by a touchdown or two, how that team would respond. I'll tell you what. I mean, it was twenty eight fourteen at halftime, and then it got into that you know where we talked about the Steelers and the Colts. You expect well. You know, if the Colts just put up ten to fourteen in the second half, they'll clinch the win. Well, this is what yeah. this is what Ohio State did. They put up fourteen more points in the second half to Clemson's fourteen points, and they still won by twenty-one. Yeah, I mean, if they play that game ten times, you're not going to get a blowout like that. No, more than twice. And hell, I don't know. There are games if I thought that game was going to come down to turnovers, and I thought the game was going to come down to the running game. Right. And I thought in my head that Ohio State was going to be able to run the ball more against Clemson's defense than Clemson was going to be able to run it against yeah. Ohio State's front right. front four mainly, but front seven. Um, I didn't expect a blowout, but I just – after the Dabo Sweeney comments that Ohio State didn't belong, I was very, very yeah. <laughs> sure that Ohio State was going to come out trying to punch him in the mouth. And yeah, they did. He's eating his words now. I mean, that's just, that's called the, 
That's called bad mouth in the sports gods. Why right do you there. do? That's why blasphemy. do you? Why do you even do that? Like, yeah, why, why don't you would, wait till after well, the game? And yeah. if you win, you can say it. Well, I mean, everybody. I mean, there's ways that people could find out that Dabo marked Ohio State as the 11th bank best team in the country on his ballot. Uh, you know, going into because that was the one that was the one ballot that I would know that it wasn't the sports information director that filled it out because any yeah. sports information director with any brains would not put Ohio state at number 11 behind coastal Carolina. Okay. That wouldn't, that wouldn't happen. Um, but man, I, that they, you know, I got to give Ohio state credit and I'm not an Ohio state fan. Uh, they, they came out and they laid the wood to them. No, I mean, they, they truly, to me, they solidified the fact that they belonged. Uh, there were a few people out there arguing that because of the lack of games that Ohio State played this year that they didn't belong. Well, that's a load of crap. They did. But it also showed something else, too, Duty, that <laughs> Northwestern's defense is for real. Oh, they, they, very good. Yeah, Absolutely. they were excellent defense and how they played Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. No, there's no doubt they, Ohio State had trouble removing the ball on them, and they certainly didn't have trouble against Clemson. No, no, not at all. So, Well, the only argument that I gave a little bit of credence to about them only playing six games might be the fact that their kids aren't as beat up. They're fresher. Yeah, yeah, you can Less make injuries. that argument. Yeah, okay, make... I, I get that. You know, they're not as worn down, but. That's not why they they won that game. I can tell you that. No, I mean you can make that argument. You know, Clemson played five more football games this year than Ohio State did. That's a lot of football. That's you know, a lot that's of, that's a the, lot the of the football. SEC. Yeah, and and you know it's, in, in, you know, but again, I'll go back to the fact that I, I was suspect in some in some instances during this season about about Clemson's defense, not about their well, offense. Well, look, let's, but... let's just say that what it is. Clemson plays in the ACC, and they're like the Big Ten in Ohio State where they're bar f- by far the best of class. Right. So when you say they had five more games, uh, yeah, I get that, but it's not like they were playing the SEC every every week, like no. Alabama and LSU and Kentucky, and even no. the guy, the SEC and Texas A&M, those teams are going to come out and be physical every week, win or lose. Right. Right. They're playing. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, nice win. Yeah. What, uh, what, so going into the national championship game, what do you think of the matchup Alabama and Ohio state? I think Alabama's Alabama's as close to a professional football team this year as I've seen since, uh, when the, what's his face, the quarterback, uh, I can't think of his name. He's uh, a couple of years, maybe, Back when Alabama was rolling, he won. He was there for four years, and he won three national championships. Oh they yeah, were... yeah, yeah. And then he eventually went to the Bengals. I know uh, McCarron, yep. McCarron, McCarron. Yep. Yeah. They're as good now as they were then. They got more weapons. Their offensive line are, is massive. Their defensive line is good. Um, the only way, thing I can tell you about Alabama, you might be able to work some quick passes, and Ohio State can do that. But mm-hmm. I just think Ohio State is is a much better team. And that spread was only eight and a half when it came out. Yeah. It's eight right now. Yeah. Spreads and, eight. Uh, I love my dog, but he may be leaving me. Cause I'm betting the house on. <laughs> so the, the spread right now is uh crimson tide minus eight. The over under yeah, I'm taking it. I'll take that. I'll take Alabama and eight. Uh, it's close for a half. Yeah. And then I think Alabama, 
I still think uh, uh, Ryan Day has done a nice job. I think I could coach Ohio State over wins to half the Big Ten games. Yeah. Why? So I te- I text, I'll take Nick Saban. I texted you the other night. I was like, hell, I, I could I could coach Alabama's team and <laughs> win, win football games. Like, it's not, yeah, get it, it's not that get hard. Get it to this guy on offense. Exactly. Take away this guy. How about we rush four and sack you ten times? <laughs> well, the over-under for the game is 75 and a half. Um. I'm not touching that. Uh, I wouldn't touch that. The money line, uh, the Buckeyes plus 250, the Crimson Tide minus 300. Nope, so tells, no touchy. Yeah. Um, Give me a spread. So here's here's what's here's what's interesting. This running back for Ohio State, Trey Sermon, mm-hmm. in his last three football games, he has 636 yards rushing. Yeah, Ohio State's got a good offensive line. They do. They have a really good offensive line. So, um, But – uh, Alabama has a really good defense. They do. They do. It should be an interesting game. I, I, I'm, <clears throat> you know, if 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 Ohio State came in, and this was, you know, I, I'm picking. I, I would be picking Alabama to win all all day, including twice on Tuesday. But, um, if Ohio State kept it like uh, it was a, if it was a touchdown game, I wouldn't be. St- I wouldn't be absolutely stunned if Ohio state won the game. I'd be stunned, but Ohio state can win this game. If they get a couple big plays, a 75 yard run, um, or if there's a couple of turnovers, yard if, if pass, Alabama, Alabama turns turn it over ball three over. times. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. Um, they have a shot at that point, right? But I, they're just, they're coached very well. They don't make stupid mistakes. They don't jump off sides. No, they don't, I mean, they can, their defensive backs will grab you and hold you. Yeah. They could get called for some pass interference calls. I see that. These, this is, I tell you what, this is a battle of. This is probably a battle of the two most annoying fan bases in college football, or two of the most annoying fan bases. So, hard to argue that. Then there's, so there's that. There's definitely that. Well, hey, man, an hour has already gone by. Good, I because did. I've been, I've been so hungover. I've been battling, trying not to throw up this whole hour. <laughs> Well, hey, everybody, make sure you check us out. Give us a like on Spotify, uh, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Give us a listen. Give us a like. If you have link any. will be on Facebook, Facebook too, and Twitter. Facebook and Twitter. We will be posting this podcast. So give us some commentary on both of those platforms. But also throw us an email if you want. BasementSportsPodcast at gmail.com. That's BasementSportsPodcast at gmail.com. Always a pleasure. Enjoy the football. Yeah, you know, for those people that text me after they listen to the podcast and ask me questions, stop it. Quit st- quit texting me to my number. Put it. Put, put the it, questions put, on the website. Put so it on other Twitter. See it. Put it put on it Twitter on Facebook, or Facebook. Put it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I'm not answering your text anymore. You're blowing up my phone while I'm at work, <laughs> and you're not listening. So get your own qu- answers. All right, everybody. Till next time. Thank you. See you guys.